Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, hello and welcome to the Confused Breakfast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about coming home from cleaning barnacles off the bottom of your sailboat, stopping at Blockbuster, picking out a movie by hand, taking it home to watch. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. Coming to you from Iowa, home of the greatest college basketball player of all time, Caitlin Clark. My name is Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, two dudes who are scared of spiders, Sean Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? Accurate. I always thought they were going to be a bigger problem in my life. Spiders? And I think they're they're an adequate problem problem in my life i think they're, they're worse not, than i thought they were they're be. not bigger than what you thought they were going to be no i think they're not too large in size yeah and i don't see enough of them to consider them like a arachnophobia problematic mm. you know mm, burn yeah. it down when i see so <clears throat> tell you what is though i thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger <laughs> freaking problem in my life he's a fan of the show maybe maybe it is we'll get there i don't know <laughs> Well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss one of the most cherished sports movies of the new millennium, a movie perhaps based on a true story, and more importantly, a movie that was voted on by our Patreon members in order to firmly cement Keanu Reeves on our confused breakfast, Mount Rushmore. We are, of course, talking about 2000's The Replacements. Well, damn, damn it. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. We will take it away. Lottie, uh, let's just explain this here. We've been keeping track of our actors that have been in our movies via, yes. the, via the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast, breakfast After Day Ritz. You got yeah. it. And uh, so John Candy's been at the top for a while, but we've had... 
We had two people at seven, and we needed to get a clear-cut person into that fourth spot yeah. with another seven. So we gave a vote to our Patreon members, the smartest people at the world, patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. We said, pick who needs to go on this Mount Rushmore by picking a movie. They chose Keanu Reeves with the replacement at 44%. Sven Oli Thorson in Gladiator at 20% Ooh, of the vote. Wow. True Lies, we got Arnold there at 19% of the vote. Dan Aykroyd in Nothing But Trouble at 16% of the vote. And Mary Ellen Trainer Lethal Weapon 2 with 1% of the vote. Harsh. I went to look who did that. It was Sean Pryor. Respect. So, <laughs> Respect, bro. Letting him know. Respect. So. Hey, I like the outlier. I like the underdog. I know. What can I say? I know. No. Well, if you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing the placement scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to That's do me. that properly, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. Let's start with Sean today. What's your memories the first time you saw the replacements? And what kind of rating do you give it? Great question, Mike. Uh, I saw this on VHS. Um, I think we just... We just bought it. We just bought it when it came out. You flat out said, oh, man, I love The Matrix. Let's my, go with this. My brother loved it. I loved Keanu Reeves. I loved those early 2000s sort of like day in the life, I guess, or life of and then like a romantic spin in it. Okay. I liked mm. those movies okay. um, along with the Trenchcoat Trinity. Um, we, of course. Loved, we liked it. Uh, I will give it a five. Straight up five, so you barely liked it. AJ, how about you? I didn't know what ratings were at the time. <laughs> we liked it. So <laughs> I went to my diary and I read, oh, I gave this a five. Yes. Cool. But I, it was a five. It, there was no context of the five. <laughs> yeah. Could have been five out of five. Could have been know. five out of ten, five out of 15 even. Yeah. <laughs> there was no context. Nope. I'll be honest with you. Like, I, it took me a long time to even like care that this movie existed. Yep. So wow. I, it's not like... It's not like I didn't seek it out, but this is one that I I, I would just have like um, I wasn't into to the uh, athletics, you know. <laughs> you don't say. So <laughs> what's that supposed to mean? You like golf? Golf's not a sport. You're right. We're um, currently doing a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's supposed to mean. You should have known this. By <laughs> <laughs> not even podcasters who podcast about sports are really into sports. No. Doing sports. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, no, but I had a lot of friends like who were like, oh, yeah, the replacements. And it was just my friends are who I probably should have been. Oh, it's got football in it. <sighs> oh, I just want to now I just want to watch this movie and let it be like take over my, my life for three months. So I did not do that. When I finally saw it, I was like, this is fun. What are we going to do now? And that was it. So I'm probably in there right next to Sean. Um, I I would probably say, honestly, very lackluster. I think I'm just I'm going to go a little bit less. I'm going to go like a 4.8. 4.8. Yeah. Well, I was ready to give this the old N.A. I was ready to be like, I've never uh -oh. seen this. Popped it in and I was like, I've seen this. <laughs> like, like <laughs> It was so non-memorable to me when I did see this that I was just like, yeah, cool. Great movie. Awesome. Let's move what back. This? What is this? Hardball? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I completely remembered everything about this movie, but I also forgot everything about this movie. So nostalgically for me, I'm, I'm a 4.5. Like I'm less than you guys. So that's a 4.77 for us nostalgically about this movie, Arch. which drops this into the fifth. From the bottom, Ooh. nostalgically, uh, you got just above that, just slightly better Groundhog Day, just slightly worse than that Scrooged is how we felt nostalgically wow. about both yeah. those movies. 
but we're going to strip it away. Get we're going to talk here. about it from a modern eye, which is what we do here. We don't care about the past in this show. We care about the modern day rating, and Sean's going to take us into it with all the important details of the movie. What you got, man? Produced by Dylan Sellers and Erwin Stoff. Written by Vince McEwen. He also wrote the movie called The Climb and Fly Away Home. Music by John oh. Debney. We've seen this guy before. <clears throat> uh, maybe. Are you sure? Trench Coat in Paradise. I had to have that one because it's kind of fun. <laughs> what? Uh, Little Giants. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Sean and you on mean vacation? Sean at the beach? <laughs> you mean 14-year-old Sean on vacation in Florida? <laughs> you mean Sean on vacation? How'd you get that movie? We're gonna go to the we're gonna go to your uncle's pool, so dress for the occasion. <laughs> Trench coat. <laughs> With with floral trunks on underneath, <laughs> of course, from Abercrombie. Uh, also no did, old navy things. Also did Little Giants. Yes, we have seen him. Hocus Pocus and Elf. Ah, oh. uh, Spy Kids, Spy Kids, Sin City. Three episodes of Young Sheldon. Ugh. Oh, he's really really gone downhill. <laughs> no, just wait. Cinematography by Attack Fujimoto. Uh, also, he's amazing cinematographer. Did Badlands. I love that movie. Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Singles, That Thing You Do, The Sixth Sense, Signs, and Silence of the Lambs. Directed by Howard Ditch. Uh, he also directed Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful, and a bunch of TV, including six episodes of Young Sheldon. Quit it. Um, but he <laughs> redeems himself. He redeemed himself. He also directed The Great Outdoors. We've seen this. Can we? Is it possible to just find a reference for Young Sheldon in every episode from here on out? I, I mean, I'm trying to work. Okay, thank you. That's your job. Your official title, Sean. Actively trying to keep the bit alive. Thank you. I think. <laughs> can we not do that? <laughs> the Replacements is loosely based on the 1987 Washington Redskins. They were called that at the time. They were called that. At the time. And it's fine because that's how it was. Uh, in which there was an actual strike and the replacements for the original team went on to win all three of their games. When the strike was over on week seven, the original teammates took back over the team and eventually went on to win the Super Bowl. It wasn't until 2018 that the members of that replacement team got their Super Bowl rings for their effort in getting the team to the Super Bowl. Good move. Classy move there. Very organization. Cool. Way Classy too move. way too long, but uh if, I don't know if you guys saw some footage of that of them no. like the ceremony. It's really cool. It's actually kind of emotional. They're oh, just like, damn. Oh, yeah, we I mean, regular Joes, they they get a Super Bowl ring that, yeah. that hopefully on. they immediately go sell and make a bunch of Yeah, money. just make a <laughs> yeah, just make a crap load of money. <laughs> yeah. The movie was filmed mostly in Baltimore and the actors practiced on a high school football field. Along with professional arena coaches, the coach for the high school being used also taught the actors how to run plays. The actors also went through the Baltimore Ravens training camp. The replacements was released on August 11, 2000, and on a budget of $50 million, the film made $50.1 million at the box office and almost <laughs> got a sequel. You're right. That is it. Well, thanks, Sean. Up next, we got to go to AJ. He does the research for us, gives us the ratings and reviews of critics and fans alike. What do you got on this one? Guys, you got to remember, you don't hit the players in the red shirt because the tomato meter. Wow. Get it? It's a red reference. Pretty good, man. (laughs) Feeling it. Well, should have made a green shirt reference because this is a 41% splash. Of all the movies we've done, that is bottom 20 per the critics. Tied with Tommy Boy and Basketball is how the critics feel about this movie. Wow. Critics hated Tommy Boy. Let's just reiterate how smart the critics are. Wow, yeah. This is, yeah, all terrible, terrible movies Um, sitting there. 66% from the audiences. And uh, 
Speaking of 66, this is 6.6 on IMDb. There you go. Tied with Heavyweights, Mighty Ducks, and Roadhouse, per the movies we've done. Well, how the fans feel about that. That's how the fans feel about it. Uh, Kimberly Jones over at the Austin Chronicle says, as obvious as they get, and it wears its message on its bloody jersey. I guess it's just an obvious movie about obvious things. And I didn't like the violence. Yeah, 67 out of a... (laughs) Two-thirds. Um, <laughs> Anne Hornaday. Uh, sounds like a <laughs> sounds like an Austin Powers yes, it does. character. <laughs> Gave it a sixty three uh, out of a hundred. Uh, speaking of Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Sun. Anne Hornaday said, uh, "The story of the triumphant underdog is irresistible, even when every single plot point comes marching down Main Street." <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. I get it. We get it. We get it. Um, However, uh, David Sterrett over at Christian Science Monitor. Gotta have it. (laughs) 25. Oh, I know where this is going. Gave it a one out of four. Oh, it's not really going anywhere, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, strippers. No, they don't even talk about that. They don't want to bring any more light to it. It just says, so vulgar and incoherent that even Hackman's gifts can't score a touchdown. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thanks. I hate it. Uh, I'll I'll take you to some some good and some bad here, guys. Um, I found some. I, I this is a movie that I really wanted to be on Sean's side of this. Like, if this is your favorite movie, I want to know because, yeah. like, I, I really want to hear why. Um, this person gave it a ten out of ten. Just and it's entitled Union. Uh, <laughs> like, this like the philosopher Jung. You, or no, union. 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 Okay. Like like the players union. Okay. Probably. Like onion, but with a different letter. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, Michael. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, this is I feel like we've had this person on here before. This is Bevo 13678. Uh, and this was in 2020, the heart of that time. Uh, <laughs> what a great football movie. I liked the bar fight. So another 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's why we're here, guys. I mean, because, you know, you need to, we need more. The hard hitting We're the ones that'll do more. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you could go to Bevo and get uh, that kind of rating, or you can stay here for two hours. Right. And we're just going to talk about the movie. (laughs) You have the choice on this. (laughs) This is your life. You're in control. <laughs> or am I just part of the Matrix making you think that? Ugh. 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 Keanu, Keanu. Yeah, thanks. Good. Uh, thanks we're, we're having a good time. We're good. We are good. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is another 10 out of 10. Loved it. I adore this movie. The players, the sports, the comedy. Watched it a million times and laughed my ass off every time. I recommend. Good. This is my favorite 10 out of 10. Um, this is my favorite movie of all time. And this was also in 2020, uh, December of 2020. It says, just can't stop crying at the end. <laughs> what? <laughs> it also has two of the best quotes ever. Which are? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like yeah. That's, that's like the government and taxes. That's for them to know and you to find out. Okay. <laughs> What's up? 
Yeah. Uh, no. Oh no, they left <laughs> they, you on a cliffhanger listen, there. When, when you're this they, excited about something, you <laughs> automatically assume that everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know damn well what I'm talking about. The two best quotes ever. The oh, best yeah, part yeah, is yeah. I have replacements. no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> I know. I know. I maybe know one of them, but the other one not even. Uh, <laughs> it's it's great. I, I pretty much just had this one down, guys, uh, because of the title. Um, this is just a two out of ten. And it just says, uh, S.D. Davis 63 in 2001 said, too bad the actors didn't go on strike. <laughs> yeah, dude, who I got them? Yeah. <laughs> I think that Gene Hackman is a fine actor. How anyone convinced him to get involved with this turkey is beyond me. <laughs> There's a lot of turkey talk on IMDb. When I, heard of this movie, when I heard about this movie, I actually thought uh, the movie based even loosely, as this one uh, definitely is, uh, on the NFL player strike for a few years ago might be interesting. I still do. Uh, it just that that this isn't the one. The thing played out like a comic book full of characters who I'm sure insulted the integrity of those who were the real replacement players a few years back. And I haven't even mentioned the strippers who took over as cheerleaders. This was part of the strike I must have missed. <laughs> <laughs> There was a handful of humorous moments, but nothing really uproarious except perhaps that we're the guards uh, shoot up outside the stadium as replacement players and strikers confronted each other. The movie was marred even more by boringly predictable plot with an ending that was telegraphed at least an hour before the movie came to an end. The best I can come up with for this one is a two out of ten. Mm. There it is. Cool. And... Um, yeah, uh, I did have one more. It's mostly just uh, Big Tom in the desert. Just Tom out, out in the desert. Did give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Big Tom. Big Tom. Uh, absolute guy flick. If you're looking for amazing writing, intense graphic effects, stellar acting, etc., I'm afraid that this just isn't the movie for you. <laughs> if, however, you're looking for something that is farcical and hilarious, then this is the movie for you. I admit that this is one of the handful of movies that I could uh, watch on a loop and never get tired of seeing, but that's because it provides entertainment without requiring any real emotional investment. Watch it for fun, except predictable outcomes, expect predictable outcomes, and enjoy a lot of smiles and fake, fake football scenarios. Yeah. All right, guys. I love that you love what you love, man. Yeah, man. Yep. I like that a lot. Indeed. I completely blew over the cast. May I just for... No. Okay. Keanu Reeves... <laughs> Gene Hackman, Brooke Langton, Orlando Jones, Faze on Love, Michael Talaferro, Ace Yanamane, David Denman, John Favreau, Ray Siffins, Art LaFleur, and Keith David. Beep. Sorry. Okay, well, thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, all. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, my dudes, listen up. After last week's piss-poor performance on Office Space, the truth is we've been given something that every podcaster dreams of, a second chance. People like it. And we're afraid of blowing it. We all are, but now our fear is shared and we can overcome it together. Let's lose that fear today, review the replacements with a modern eye, and give our audience an incredible show. And remember, pain heals, chicks dig scars, Podcaster forever. Microphone TCB right. Beer 69. Tomato meter 420 on three. Ready. Break. Here we go. On three. No, you still say break on one. Is that to the left or to the right? I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) Scene one. Shane Falco is a former quarterback who now earns a, a living cleaning the bottom of people's boats. Meanwhile, after a poor performance of the Washington Sentinels football team, the players in the league go on strike. Edward O'Neill, the owner of the Sentinels, decides to hire Jimmy McGinty to recruit replacement players during the strike and coach the team for the rest of the season. McGinty recruits many different ragtag and misfit players, whom include kicker Nigel Gruff, running back Walter Cochran, linebackers Eddie, Eddie Earl Wilkinson and Danny Bateman, offensive tackles Jumbo Famico and the Jackson brothers, wide receiver Clifford Franklin, tight end Brian Murphy, and quarterback Shane Falco, and the team starts to practice for next week's game. I have a question about this intro. Are, is it implying is that Keanu Shane Falco is under the water? Yeah. yeah, and that's his his trophy, right? It says his name on it. Yeah. The, yeah. the football. Is it implying that Shane Falco just gets drunk every night and gets abusive and like breaks his stuff and throws it overboard? Yeah, man. I don't know what exactly said. That could be the case. I thought this was like a dream. <laughs> no. Like, because he takes off his respirator and he's just like calling plays underwater and like if, throwing the thing, yeah. and I'm like, why? Why would if you're this? if you're talking about living the dream, Sean? Then I guess, <laughs> excuse me, I guess here we are. It's pretty nice. <laughs> one man's nightmare is another man's dream. <laughs> one man's one man's you know single boat thing is another man's dream. But this was someone else's boat though, too. I mean, he was on like, his boat, but yeah, but, but like he was at work, boats. yeah cleaning someone else's boat so why was his trophy under the water did he sell it to this rich guy and then this rich guy just threw it overboard for fun when he was drunk there's not a lot of continuity to this like opening sequence and whatnot i just kind of like the i i I, it's kind of like a for me it's like it's like a more up-to-date version of you know having randy newman sing over a major league. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, let's give some blue collar background here and then we'll do it instead with um 2000s not quite punk rock. Yeah. You know, instead some of Randy lit. Newman. Yeah, we'll do we'll do some lit. <laughs> yeah, storing uh, in a plastic bag or something, I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> we'll talk about the music. Oh, oh good. <laughs> um like yeah, I don't know. It did it seemed like convenient enough for it to be a dream is how, is why I mean that because I'm like 
you it would have to be a situation like you're talking about. It'd have to be like, yeah, he just like tossed it overboard, but it's it's been and he's been there for that yeah. long. Yeah. Like it seems a little far fetched to me, but And that's uh, not how it works. Like you don't especially in the ocean, you don't just sink to the bottom and stand on the bottom and right. like Oh, that's not how that works. So no. he that meant that he would have had to have like w- overweighted, belted himself to go down to the ground. But that's not what would, you would do when you're cleaning barnacles from the bottom of a boat. So maybe it was a dream. I don't know. I seen to <laughs> seen <laughs> to. <laughs> but the, and that's what I'm going to pick apart today. There's a lot that they just don't take any time to describe. Yeah. Or to tell you what's going on with this. Like, did the old coach get fired? Yeah, I don't know. It, this. It happens so fast. There's a lot of things that happen fast. There was, like, researching this movie, I hear about the true story of the 1987 Washington Commanders. Um, Their true story, I'm like, oh, well, now that whole, like, first 15 minutes makes a lot more sense. Yes. I didn't know any of this. I didn't know there was a strike. You shouldn't have to know that. Exactly. And that's the thing. They don't go over that at all. They don't go over. I didn't even know that they were on strike. I just assumed that they were replacing them because they were they because they were bad. <laughs> they, yeah, they were bad, or they just wanted too much money, which I guess is the case. But I don't know. It was it just a lot. Of, a lot of times we say in, in certain movies where like I don't know. There was one movie we covered where um, I think Blair Witch. Like they they gave you the whole backstory yep. in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and I felt great about it. Yeah, you this feel one fine. I really do not. I do love that they they really get right into it. I mean, like, yeah. I, from and from uh, from an entertainment perspective, yeah, like, cool, yeah, cool. Get fine. this movie yeah, going. Cool. I, I signed up but for also, Keanu Reeves we, in football. I'm getting that. Now. Did I miss something? Yeah. Let me rewind. Nope. They never said a word about any of that. Okay. Yeah. And and they're just, it's just so funny to me. So not only do they do they fire their coach who didn't do anything wrong, and obviously he's not part of the strike. This is a players' union strike. Yeah. Coaches are different people. Right. So the whole coaching staff is fired, and then he brings in Coach McGinty who we don't even know how long he's been out, but I, the vibe I get is he's been out of the sport for at least 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Well, coming back in 2000 wearing that hat, yes, he, <laughs> yes. he would be. He yeah, would be fire a, up the boys. Huh? This, is, this is how we did it back in yeah. the day. <laughs> we wore suits and ties when we coached <laughs> games. He's just missing the card. Instead of press, it says coach. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, it's like he flips it over. Yeah. But even then, even then, like, what... What the fuck was Coach McGinty doing? He's like, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been scouting these players. Yeah. He he's not a coach, nor did he ever have the inkling that he was ever going to be a coach. But he's been scouting players that would never ever be able to play in the NFL ever and keeping a close eye on them. Yeah. A soccer player in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> who's never played football, a prisoner, a sumo wrestler. A, a guy that works at a grocery store. Yeah. He's been like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I saw him catch that thief that oh, one time. And I, I'm like, that's a football player right there. I think it would be more fun to have if, if they would have taken like more 15 minutes, like, like doubled the amount of time in this, right? And shown us his research process. Yes. <laughs> would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> like him going to a sumo like match and just being like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that guy, he'd be a center, you know? And then, like, or he's, like, across the street from this, like, yes. Twinkie robbery, because that's what more. we need to chase people down for. Yeah. People just trying to eat, you know? And where um, he can't catch. Oh, oh that's funny. Oh. oh, man. And he stepped on it, too. Is this just uh, the adult version of the Mighty Ducks? 
Either yes, either that or like this this whole like <laughs> team up thing also reminded me of uh, Armageddon. Which team up thing? Like, like uh, oh yeah, they're they're like tracking sh- down all the players. Yes, but like, that but that was well done. It was really awesome. well done. Yeah, this was kind of like hey, yeah, look, it's a sumo guy. It's it's like funny <laughs> in the context of if you watch this movie and you're like, I don't care, <laughs> I just want to see funny things happen. Yes, you know, like yeah, I mean that's and that's fine. It is. I just wish I like I think it would have been more fun to watch him like scout these guys out and and by the way the sumo guy comes literally out of nowhere completely like there's I, I I even backtracked a couple of times I was like oh yeah we're waiting for Shane Falco sumo <laughs> and you're just like okay ah. um like I don't I guess this is just how it's just how this thing comes together and uh McGinty knows Japanese, so like he, he spent some time. He in clearly Japan. Had went over to Japan specifically <laughs> to be like, I bet you it's kind of like Cool Runnings. Like yep. Japanese sumo wrestlers will make the best offensive lineman, offensive and I'm going to prove it. Yes, of course, someday <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, he's like, yeah. He had this crazy idea of like you know having breeding pine trees, bi- breeding <laughs> breeding pine trees. <laughs> Uh, but he, but it, it's the same thing. Like John Candy had this crazy idea of like using you know Jamaican sprinters, yeah. the best sprinters in the world, as bobsled. I want to learn this cart. story. This is more interesting. It is like this theory that he has of just oh, oh you know what would be great uh, a footballer who can cook who can kick that ball across an entire pitch. Yeah. Let's get him to be a kicker. I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. It's is a great it? idea. Like I don't play soccer, but is there, I was heavily recruited in high school my senior year to be the team's kicker. There for you football, go. Be strictly because I was a soccer player. Okay. That was the year 2000. Oh, oh. my coach saw <laughs> you this mean, movie. You saw, your coach saw this movie. He was like, I know what I need to do. They're like, they're like, that kid's a delinquent. I've seen him smoke cigarettes before. That's he's the, perfect kid <laughs> he fits right in with exactly the idea i have in my head and guess who said no and kept playing in the marching band me yeah <laughs> oh, no damn <laughs> see but everything's like lazy in this movie even i don't know if you guys noticed it but i rewound this four different times to analyze it there's a shot that shows the stadium and then it pans across this beautiful sunset to the boats because we're going to meet shane falco oh, yeah, again yeah. It's completely in reverse. The entire shot is reversed. There's a bird flying backwards. <laughs> there's two buses <laughs> driving backwards, and there's a sailboat sailing backwards. Did they? <sighs> is it backwards, or is it because Keanu Reeves is, is in this movie? It, we're in the Matrix. And we're in the Matrix. <sighs> Ask yourself that question. Yeah. I have asked myself that question quite a bit, and I can't come up with I'll be an answer with you. on this one. I'll be honest with you. That was, in fact, the most logical explanation. Thank but- you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's absolutely weird. Well, then, then he's like, uh, yeah, I got three concussions to prove it, like his history of football. I'm like, that's actually not really that funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, we don't, we don't really want a Hernandez situation yeah. again. This you know, is incredibly dangerous. It's a very serious thing now, I hear. I've heard. Yeah. Yep, 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 but yep. also, like, every time that it's convenient for uh, McGinty to show up. Like, he was just at the stadium. By the way, it costs a lot to keep those fucking lights on. <laughs> so if you're just going to be like, mm, the field. Yes. Yeah, but keep in mind, they're not paying the players right now. So, like, they got a lot of money to work okay, with. Okay, okay. Maybe saying. they normally don't throw the lights on. I don't know. The, but I, this day, he's like... I think you could have, like, backup lights and not, <laughs> not the actual blinding fucking <laughs> lights to light up the game. But... 
cut is he's just on his boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it's just kind of funny to me where he's just, it just like, just to get the story going, it just bam. Like, maybe was it, did a day pass? Maybe he's an agent and he just, he just shows up everywhere in the matrix. See, kind of thing. that's, that's the other thing. I didn't uh, think about it. By the way, uh, uh, can we talk about maybe the most like noir moment or like good cop, bad cop thing that actually happens in this in this movie, when he's like, God dang it, Martel, get me McGinty. <laughs> he, just, he just wants another guy. He just wants Coach McGinty. Get me Jimmy McGinty, the one man for the job. It's like you, like you said, you have an entire coaching staff. Yeah. And by the way, you're not doing that bad. No, you only need to win your next couple games. Yeah, you, playoffs, you literally said it, and... And you're the only one that I want to coach these guys. I don't want to use my actual coach. Were Art Lafleur and the other guy were they already they're, a part no, of the staff? No, I think they're all being brought in. I think you're right. Really? Yeah, that's the vibe I get on this. And yeah. then he talks about how the other teams get like semi-professional players. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing that? Why? Why aren't you? Why are you being because, like no? Because no. I I need Fulton Reed who hits the goal <laughs> one out of five times. That's why. <laughs> That's why we well, need to find a team playing roller hockey, and we, yeah. one kid has a shot that does not work in real life called a knuckle puck, and yeah. we need to get them involved. We in need team. them because it'll be it, zany. Some of it was like. <laughs> <laughs> We want to be funny. <laughs> Let's get a group of plucky misfits to solve our problems. <laughs> Entertaining stuff. But, Entertaining. Re- but remember, we got to get a team of about 50 players, but we'll only talk to about seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, we so only I, need almost most of the line. I thought that as well. But that I, I did read that like these replacement teams were like one of them actually was like out of prison. Mm-hmm. Like they got him from prison to be on the team. And then they only had a limited amount. So when... Uh, uh, Gruff or yeah, the ki- Nigel Gruff, the Nigel kicker? Gruff. When he asked Keanu to hold the ball so he can kick it, yeah, like, that's an actual thing. Like they didn't have that person, like special team personnel, uh, could like do that. So they just used other people. And like, I think old time football. I think the quarterback usually was the guy that oh, he held. I think like way back when, when they're just like, yeah, whatever, just hold it. You got when good they hands. back when used- McGinty's hat was in style. Yes, correct. <laughs> when, when they used leather to protect, <laughs> protect their noggins. Yeah. Uh, I did have a question though, like. I, I found myself being like, yeah, right. How all these NFL players are there on like the picket line and like protesting. Like that would never happen. Are you Why would kidding they me? There? They would never be there. They don't care. But then you think about like, go back to like the eighties when this really happened, they definitely were on the picket line because they were viewing this as today's NFL players who are making, yeah. who are making $40 million a season or whatever, you know, mm. like, who cares? They're not. They're never going to protest. They're fine. Yeah. But but back then, I mean, like, yeah, like maybe it, they're they're kind of right. He's saying like five million. They want it to be six million or something like that because you know they've got pay agents. They've got to pay insurance on their Lamborghinis. Yeah. They, I mean, like it really truthfully was not going as far as we thought. So I can imagine that in the eighties, of course, that they were actually on the picket line but today it it feels weird even seeing them sure. there yeah, yeah i mean like obviously it's not the replacement player's fault so i wouldn't yeah. take, take it out on them too much but like even i this scene i see like the security guards and i think there's even police there like holding people back and like trying to get them not to fuck with them or whatever and i'm like y- you could have gotten tipped off if you saw 
a guy walk in with nine cartons of eggs to yeah. to the protest or whatever. I'm like, you couldn't have you missed that? Yeah. You there was just shit ton of eggs thrown at these guys. Yeah. That- Funny stuff, man. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Is that what you were going to say? No? Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, I'm sorry to hit that button, but this, I think of all the faces I've ever punched, this is the number, this is the top of my list. If you say the one I'm thinking of. I, Sean. I have it in my head too. Sean, I've never wanted to punch someone more than I ever have than I, when I saw the dude with the leopard cowboy yeah! hat. Is there anything more 2000 in the entire world than that dude with the baggy red pants and a leopard print cowboy hat? I I spotted him immediately, and I'm like, what is this fucking Tiger King piece of shit doing here, dude? Dude. He looks like yes. one of the he looks like one of the Steiner brothers from like yes. WCW. <laughs> like that's what all these guys look like. They look like they're the bad guys in the WWF or something like that. He's got his like 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 night midnight black. Oh yeah, on. you just got his hands behind his butt. Like he's got, he's he has trouble seeing where he's going because of those <laughs> things. And you're right. Like the leopard, the hat, like all those guys. By the way. They all, they do. They all look like bad guys from like different movies. Martell looks like he's like a bad guy in Lethal Weapon 3. Yes. Like uh, you have all his, all his buddies are just like uh, bouncer guys. A couple of them are moonlighting in the WWF while the strike's going on. I don't know. It's, see, it all seems plausible to me, but that guy deserves to be punched. You know who could have <laughs> played that guy? Scott Kahn. Scott Kahn. Oh. Like he just feels like that guy. To okay, me. yeah. You think so? From uh, yeah, uh, gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, all that. Like yeah. he just, ready to rumble. He yeah. just feels <laughs> like that guy. Like super short, but like mm. yeah, yeah. But he like I wouldn't want to punch him. That's I'm, the thing. I know like, that's this, the problem. This guy, this guy, he, this guy deserves he's it. Gotta, he's got to go. When they they go and they flip this truck and they are so proud of themselves. <laughs> they look like toddlers who just figured out how to how to stand up. They really do. They're like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With their tummy sticking out and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know, man. The, and if we want to keep comparing this to Mighty Ducks, like this movie fall, follows the cliches of those type of sports movies. It even does the, um, where he says, um, who Martell, the other quarterback, goes, you're not a has-been. Yeah. You're a never you're was. never was. You're that a never was. straight from uh, the Hawks coach yeah. in Mighty Ducks. You're a never was. Coach Riley. Yeah, Coach Riley says that. Yep. Like just cliche after cliche in this movie. You're not even a husband. You're a never You're was. a never was. <laughs> Munch on some candy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and so then Falco actually shows up. And it's funny to me because he literally walks into the stadium. He hasn't thrown a football in Four years? No, that's not true. It's underwater. been a couple of days underwater. Oh, that actually that's <laughs> it's a good training. Exactly, that's, good. <laughs> that's what he's been training. He's been training. <laughs> that's why he threw the ball, because every morning he goes down there and does like Dude. underwater throws. Yeah. He he's a monster. It's, then, it's you know, not, I'm gonna delete what I was just gonna say then. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's not it's not a coincidence he found that trophy. He's been playing with that ball underwater for <laughs> years. That's what he, he's, he's, he's broke as fuck because he's not getting any work done. He's just practicing underwater like a psycho for this moment. Because <laughs> you know, like he shows up in that stadium, 
He's never th- he had always been throwing his underwater fucking dingers. Yeah. And he like <laughs> he doesn't even warm up. He puts his bag down. He's probably really hungover. We've established he's like a raging drunk at night that breaks his stuff. And he tosses like a 70-yard ball right to the dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. yeah. He's he's down he's down underwater just practicing like Uncle Rico. <laughs> And then, <laughs> but he comes out of retirement like he like he's John like uh, who, Uncle Rico. He, no, I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say John Madden. Now I can't think of the the other guy. That's Pat fine. Summerall. Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't no. know any of these guys' names. Honestly, <laughs> hey, you know, I just know John Madden because of the games. Um, yeah, and well, like he gets kind of thrown to the wolves here. Too. Well, as he comes in, it's like the most amazing romantic entrance of all time the mist in the background his hair flowing in the wind and he was carrying his helmet so you know good. and also earlier he's like really like, they're just spraying for bugs <laughs> that's what they were that. implying yes. <laughs> i think that's what they were implying <laughs> they just took the tarp off of this whole stadium <laughs> <laughs> um, <but> Ooh. <laughs> earlier in the film where mcginty's on his boat too i don't Bear with me on this. Okay. All right, all right. So, like, hunks in, in movies and stuff. Mm. Keanu's probably one of them. I'd say so. He's, yeah. a, he's a good-looking man. Yeah. He's the guy next door. They look good with their shirts off, but can anyone put on a shirt better than put on a shirt better than Keanu Reeves? I'm picturing him doing it in Point Break, and it was fantastic. I don't know. I don't know why. I almost didn't bring this up, because I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, like... When the shot, he's just like it's so everyman. Mm-hmm. How he puts on it, she's like, "Yeah, what's up?" Like, like a shirt. He's don't still matter. exhausted. Like, uh, <sighs> beer for breakfast. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, That's I think you're right. I, man. I think I think you're I had a beer right. for breakfast. You get a six pack. Jesus, <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> Well, you guys know my cat, Sergeant Meowenstein. I talk about him a lot. He's probably the most famous cat in Iowa, I would say. You clearly know I love him. All you have to do is take one look at my Instagram to figure that out. But what you may not know is that I was very anti-cats. Always a dog person growing up, but from the minute my wife forced this cat into my life, I can't imagine not having him with us every day. I bet you can't imagine being without your pet either, but here's something you can imagine. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be, but if you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash breakfast. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash breakfast. One more time, ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash breakfast. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Shall we move on to scene two? 
So Falco soon becomes attracted to the team's head cheerleader, Annabelle Farrell, who is not interested. She's busy trying to hire replacement cheerleaders and ends up hiring some exotic dancers. The actual players give the replacement players a hard time when they arrive at the stadium. In the Sentinels' first game using replacement players, the Sentinels lose on the final play due to Falco's play calling. Also, one more thing as they're practicing, McGinty... Uh, is talking to Keanu and he's talking about like you know, I don't know if I, like he just gets nailed by Favreau mm. in the, in this scene and Keanu's like I don't know what to do with these guys you know I don't know what the fuck's going on he's like look at it this way you want to get cut off sides calling an audible <laughs> this is a full contact sport this is I am in danger out there <laughs> this is a problem yeah we this need to problem. do something about this please Actually, good replacement player my you can replace the replacement. <laughs> I hope you've got a replacement for this replacement because if he keeps keeps getting hit in practice like that, you will literally have a problem on your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a reason you don't hit people like that in practice. Thank goodness Keanu's made of rubber. Yeah. Can you please explain to me why the NFL players going on strike also means that the cheerleaders are not allowed to be cheerleaders anymore and we have to recruit new cheerleaders midseason? Well, I can't tell you. Because, no. because as we all know from, you know, high school, college, movies in general, TV shows in general, all the cheerleaders date the players. So they, so then can't, they can't cross the picket line. They can't be a part of that. That's the best explanation that anyone could possibly give for something that makes yeah. no sense. Yep. I'm really my proud only of explanation yeah, thanks, is man. My You're only explanation no for worries. things I can't explain about football is just other football movie titles. Yeah. So just ask me that question again. I'll just, I'll just be like, you remember the Titans? You remember the Titans? That's it. I don't know, man. But Friday Night Lights, am I right? Longest yard, dude. Dude, you got it. I'm telling the you, little giants, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go down to the gridiron gang and hang and and find out. Let's do that. We've run out. Okay. We've, that was it. That was is that all. all? That was that, it. That's all the football movies. All right. This this, this little <laughs> this little cheerleader montage though. Necessary might, roughness. Oh, unnecessary roughness. <laughs> this might be my favorite montage in the movie. The maybe maybe even my scene of like the 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 bad cheerleaders doing their thing like was actually really kind of funny and made me laugh. I thought it was funny. Huggable face, Fun. the first cheerleader to me. We don't need we don't need the money. You can keep most of the change because all we really want is a quarter. She like loses a <laughs> quarter, quarter back. back. It's best. really actually pretty good. I like her a lot. She's she's got the timing down. Her her feet are in great pace. You know she's just attack tack, tack and like. <laughs> I think she's got it. I think she was a shoo-in. I would have hired her. I would have hired the other one, the one that grabs her boobs a bunch. Yeah. It's weird that Why? they didn't want her, but then they're like, yeah, but we'll take the exotic dancer. She was perfect. She, yeah. She was base. She basically gave you the idea to get really attractive exotic dancers. So why not have her on the team? I, yeah. I'm surprised. I, I thought she was, she didn't end up on the team. I don't think so. I think the idea is that none of the early ones worked out because they were bad. Oh. But then the two exotic dancers show up and they're like, we have friends. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot to tell you something. <laughs> Actually funny line. I really like that but a lot. But do you That's get really it? Because, like, exotic uh, dancers are dumb. They don't know anything. They're the stupidest people on They're earth. They're exotic dancers. They're so dumb. They're selling sex. They don't know anything about books. No. Book smarts. Come on. We're a, we're a 2000 movie. We're a 2000 movie. If you're hot, you're dumb. Girls, don't, girls don't do anything. <laughs> Except... Sex. Yeah, yeah they yeah. know. Yeah, sex. I need to come home for my sex. Yeah. <laughs> there better be a hot, hungry man TV dinner and some sex waiting for me. 
Real. God forbid Real. there's not Where's, a double bourbon on my counter. Where's my Miller Genuine Draft? <laughs> right here. There it is. Give me that. <laughs> and uh, even more cliches in this movie, the, the I don't date athletes cliche. Like yeah, oh yeah. Uh, how many, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. Whenever the guy says, I do this, usually the chick's like, well, I don't date that. But what I don't understand is why didn't Falc, Shane Falco be like, well, that's good because I'm not a football player. I literally won't be one after the next couple games. Because that would have been continuing the same cliche. You're 100% right. You think that's worse well, than him being like, well, what about quarterbacks? I don't. I don't. Well, okay. <laughs> Good, because I'm not good because I'm a hockey player. Good, cause, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's good. I don't date golfers. Well, that's good because I'm a hockey player. Uh, it's like I don't date them either. It's like, yeah, it's just continuing on that cliche. Uh, you know, she she is she uh, she only gets paid fifty dollars a game i think is what she ends up saying my jaw was on the floor i'm and, like is this true and it it, i'm like <laughs> but but by the way isn't she actually a cheerleader for them yes yeah so then why is everybody else gone right. and she's the only one here because she doesn't date football players oh the re- this goes with your oh point. that's right I the was, rest were dating or, football players or was right. she, like was she kind of like falco like the captain of the team you know the captain of the cheerleader squad because she works at that bar did did McGinty like find her too? And like you do this. You it's do like this. some sort of coyote ugly scenario yeah. that Jim, <laughs> that Jimmy McGinty finds himself in. <laughs> oh, she can dance up there. I bet she'd be a great head cheerleader. <laughs> Look at her rally this bar of regulars. Yeah. <laughs> like what? The Google machine saying that cheerleaders can make about twenty two to thirty two thousand dollars a year. A year, so that's pretty close with inflation to fifty dollars a game, probably. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> fucking insane, dude. Wild. <laughs> that is that is insane. Um, I I would just like to hear a little bit more about um, how she is still in this recruiting mode. How she gets charged to put this raz, you know, plucky group of cheerleaders together. <laughs> um. For fifty dollars a game, and, yeah. and why do we even need it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, really, the, the they basically, I guarantee, a board of executors was like, "We need sex, so we can have that song every time they come on screen." Yes. Beep beep, doot doot. Every time they're on screen, it's it's that. I cool. can we talk about the soundtrack a little bit? Let's talk sure. about like the, the rip off of the like uh, '90s songs, like "Pretty Fly for a White Guy," like. That, and I like, thought it was, and then I'm like, no, Blink it's 182, not. Like Blink-182, like the other one that you mm. guys play, whatever the fuck that one is. Um, I don't know. I don't really like it. No. I don't really like it. Um, I like the actual movie score per- portion of the score. Okay. But uh, not the rip-off songs. Anyway. No, no. I, I wanted AJ to talk. I was looking up the actual th- list of songs, because don't they... <sighs> Don't they even at the very end? Um, there's a cover of "Heroes" by David Bowie. Yeah, but who actually we who actually plays heroes. that? Performed by Mark Bonilla and Font Forty Eight. Oh, good. Like, why can't we just hear the original? <laughs> Too much. We couldn't it's afford it, so we fifty million dollars. It was cheaper to pay somebody to go into a studio and record a different version than get David Bowie's version. Hey, anybody out there that's looking for a cover song? Of something like pork tornadoes, call me up. Oh, dude, we've only It'll got be so cheap. Sorry, bro, we've only got a hundred thousand dollars to be able to have this done. Fine, we'll we'll bring our rate down. Hundred thousand's uh, good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I got two this, songs for a hundred thousand. I totally got these guys are absolute <laughs> suckers. I got them for a hundred thousand dollars. They're going to record the entire song just so that podcast people. No, can yeah, fun they're, of it. no, we we think we can do that. They have no fucking idea. These guys are. I can hear like, you. It's like what? Oh, well, you know they didn't have to pay too much for like Gary Glitter songs or like the other standard songs that are in here when they are actually playing football because yeah. those are all like. Anytime, like those are what the NFL at the time had. They probably already had. They had the contracts. They already of them, had that so, in syndication. You know, yeah. they, they just put them in there. I think that Gary Glitter song "Rock and Roll Part Two is played like four fucking times in this movie. I can't imagine why it wouldn't be. It really it irks. It, it me. is a football movie, isn't it? True. So they're like, hey, we need. We need Gary Gitter. <laughs> Gary Gitter. <laughs> Wait. Gl- glitter for four quarters of this football movie. <laughs> I, I don't like that you did that. And I, know you, I know you did it on accident, but I'm still blaming you for it. <laughs> because you are responsible for that. <laughs> What? <laughs> so, one more thing. No, go. Uh, when she drives him back to his boat, he's like, "Oh, what's what's the name of it?" Or whatever. He's like, "What's what is it?" Uh, word like Fixia. Fixia. He's like, "It means to take flight." That'd have been a great name for a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking last I checked, you don't want your boat to take flight. <laughs> that was the last time I checked. Yeah, well, that's weird. Um, it's like. Have you ever just wanted to tell somebody, well, that's the wrong answer for naming your boat? <laughs> that now I understand. Good, Did you know? good boat names. Tom Cruise, Float Pro Windfree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some other ones out there. No, you, have to, you, can't, you can't be that good at naming your boat. Because like, if you're in a place like Iowa, people name their boats like, I'll have another, or cheaper than kids, or five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Or, or the, my favorite boat name in, in Iowa is, we actually don't drive this. We just go to the beach and stay there all day. That's the name of a boat. <laughs> That's the name of the boat. I have a friend who works for a grocery store that I won't Float name on this, but we told him it should be uh, a s- smile on every aisle. <laughs> That's what his boat should be. <laughs> beer, beer for my horses. Yeah. This boat runs on beer. Yeah. This boat's called Where's the Desert? This boat's, this, boat's, this boat's called Get Naked and Show Me It All if you want to ride it. Yeah. What's the what's boat? Your, what's your boat's name? Tits. Ass, gas, or g- g- glass. Yeah. We have to move on. Can we stop? No, no, no. Okay. I have a question about the scene. What in the fucking world is going on with this tripwire when they, when, they, when they exit for their first game? Okay. So. When I first saw Please. this, I thought it cut to Murd Myrtle. Yeah. Myrtle. What's his fucking Mar- It doesn't matter. Martel. Martel. It cut to him. And Martel he, and Williams. he's like, it looks like he's. He, dude, it. But he's, he's like, watching the game on the TV. Yes. So I'm like, how far does this string go? I thought the same thing. I thought he was pulling it <laughs> yeah. from the parking lot. What is this Wiley Coyote like <laughs> thing we got exactly. going on? Roadrunner situation. But wouldn't that have meant that Martel like crossed the picket line to go in the stadium? Like he shouldn't be allowed in the stadium. And then wouldn't anyone at all see this and be like, oh, that's we need to get we need to cut that real yeah, quick. Yeah, they're gonna run into that and, oh. and fall. I, I hate I hate this slapstick kind of stuff. Like it just rubs me so wrong in these movies. Can, yeah. can we it, on, if it's a kids' movie, like I'm all about it. Yeah. But when it's like, 
<laughs> like this isn't Little Giants. Oh, yes. another another right. uh, oh, there's a good movie, one. Yeah, a good one. football movie. Yep. Um, but this isn't Little Giants, right? But on the on the on the topic of slapstick, can we talk about John Favreau for a second? Please. What do you, What are your thoughts on him? Well, on this movie? I was I wanted to ask you. I was kind of hoping I could ask you. Okay. Can someone ask me, Sean? What do you Sh- think about I, John Favreau? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> You hush. <laughs> okay, go, Sean. Go ahead. <laughs> I think he's great. No. I think he's a really fun madman, and I think it works perfectly. I love when he's like, he tackles Keanu. Uh, Keanu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love when he tackles him, and, uh, and like he's, you know, uh, you're supposed to not fucking him. He's like, he just slaps his helmet. He's like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. I like, I like it. It's just something about it that is like, it's just over the top for me. I understand he's supposed to be like kind of wild and like crazy. And he brings this kind of that element to this team dynamic, if you will. But in the, in the same regard, there are just points where I'm like, okay, maybe it's cause it's John it. Favreau. Like yeah. I like the character, but it's John Favreau, John Favreau. Like I, I used to think that John Favreau couldn't do anything like, or he could do anything. I think I found something he maybe <laughs> shouldn't do. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was a bad timing thing. Maybe it's just because I've seen so many other things that I just like love him as. I see him way more as, you know, in line with those kind of Vince Vaughn roles and yeah. other things, kind of the calm demeanor with who's kind of a bit of a nerd. You kind of, he can be kind of a nerd, but he also can be like condescending very yeah. easily. It's very funny. Um, like it's, it's just one of those things like John Favreau in, uh, I love you, man. If you okay. guys ever okay. saw, I love yep. you, man. Yep. And he's like the husband who's just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he just walks away. That's kind of how I like him. And that's how I love him in this. But then you get those moments in this movie where he is, he's like normal. Yeah. And then they're like, he's like, Hey, remember I told you about seeing red, forget all that. Yeah. And he just, and he takes out Martel. Then I love that kind of shit. Or like I'm a cop. Yeah, yeah. that like scene's that, actually really cool. I, I love that. I, speaking of which, in that scene, the or- Orlando Jones in this movie, this two in a row now for yeah, us. Yeah, I know, kind of crazy. But I think I think this is some of the best I've ever seen him in. Like Same. especially this scene where he's like he's talking to the to the criminal guy, and then he flips that tune to be like about the black man like he like he's <laughs> he joins the other side to go towards uh john favreau's character yeah. and he's like i'm a cop he's like ah, is that, that bunt cake over there hey. <laughs> yeah. he just he's so good at like at flipping roles in the middle of scenes yeah like, that's just uh, how i love him so much I, he's that. one of my favorites in this movie yeah i, I would liked, agree i liked him a lot see i think that he is one of those guys who i i get i buy into his like yep. kind of little bit of craziness more in this movie and in his role and like I say, there are just points for John Favreau. I, I enjoy some that I don't. And then for him, I feel like he can, you know, Orlando could just kind of do no wrong almost in yeah. this movie. So I see what you're saying. About and I'll John. be honest with you, a lot of the characters, a lot of the a lot of the actors, the characters, I actually really like probably all of them regardless. Yeah. Agreed. I actually really enjoy a lot of the casting. And by the way, speaking of, you know, just this topic, Gene Hackman. I love right. Gene Hackman as this kind of a guy. He's maybe the best in this movie. I mean, I, he is Gene Hackman. Yeah, I used but to. He's the best actor sorry. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I, I just think, like, uh, to be able to see him in he, yes, he is a tough one, 
But at the same time, he is playing into these guys the same way. He's not like the guy, he's not the cliche, scouted these guys out yeah. one by one, handpicked. Yeah. And then he's like, now I want you all to come together. Tough, tough coach, tough coach love. It's like, no, he's having fun, like with his guys on the sidelines. He's Gordon Bombay. Yeah. It's kind of, he's Gordon Bombay when we like Gordon Bombay. Oh. So, anyway. Not the alcoholic version. Not necessarily. Not Sapphire. You know. <laughs> um, what no, say? I, I used to not like Gene Hackman at all. Like mm. in any movie that he was in, I was just like, oh, God. And maybe that's because I saw like Welcome to Mooseport. Okay. Which is um, that good, huh? Yeah. Mm. But then I like, I, I go back and I see like movies like, um, uh, something cut or uh prime cut okay. which is like a 70s like his 70s stuff got me into okay gene hackman oh. and then i watched like well now movies like this of his later roles and i'm like he's just the best he's good he's like and he i think he could not even be in this movie like this movie seems a little bit above his pay grade would agree uh, or, below, or his, below pay his pay grade um but he serves it perfectly you know, like he, like even wearing the hat, like the costuming is perfect for him. You know, I agree. He seems like that old. He seems like he came from, uh, like he was an old college coach or something. You know, yeah. who came in to do NFL. Kirk Ferentz. Um, yeah. Hayden uh, Fry. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> There's another one. Sean's got sports. Hey. You're good at this now. But yeah, he's I, been uh, hanging out with a bunch of Michigan fans lately. Uh, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's, you know, I got to see someone win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Zane. Anyway, yeah, I, I do agree. He he serves this role really, really well, and yeah. it's it's fucking Gene Hackman. Well, let's talk about one more actor. We'll keep bringing a few of these up. We got to talk about Michael Jace. Michael Jace plays Wilkinson, who's who's got the fake name of Smith. He's the convict guy. Oh, okay. Do you recognize yeah. him at all? No. He, yeah. Why? I don't know what he's from, but there is something about his demeanor that I'm like, I've seen yeah, you know a million him. times. I, I mostly know him from The Shield. I've talked about that a lot. Like, oh, I was a big okay. Shield fan. Mm. But um, this just goes to show you how truly punchable the face was of the cowboy hat guy. Because otherwise, it would be Michael Jace. Do you know Michael Jace, the real person that played this? Not the one they're, at, they're talking about because it was based on someone. But Michael Jace shot and killed his wife in front of his five and eight-year-old children and is currently serving a life, life sentence in prison. Oh, my like, God. This dude's a piece of shit. And he's yeah. talking. it's funny. He's talking about being afraid to go back to prison. And then in 2016, he was convicted of murder and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Uh, but funny enough, his his wow. character's name is Earl Wilkinson. It was based on Tony Robinson, who was a replacement quarterback for the for the Washington Redskins, who was an inmate on mm-hmm. work release and was allowed to play that one game, which is pretty awesome. But uh, but Michael Jace, piece of shit. Yeah, wow. Jeez. It's one of those in- instances where the uh, it reflects real life in a weird, <laughs> weird way. Very strange you know? Like way. even like. Every time he comes after reading that and watching it again, every time he comes on screen, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and he's got that, like, you believe it. I know. I can kind of see it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, on top of Gary Glitter playing over him doing something, I'm like, oh, God, fuck. Yeah, there's so many bad things. (laughs) But then Keanu's here. Uh, Thank God. Well, let's check out scene three. So that night, they get in a fight with the actual Sentinels players and arrested, but beginning to build team chemistry, which is something they lacked in the first game. The newfound team chemistry leads to a last-second field goal victory in the next game, and then another last-second victory the next week, leaving the team needing one more victory to make the playoffs. Okay, what are the actual Sentinels doing walking into this just average Joe bar? You don't, don't you dare try to tell me, like, 
yeah, this is just the place where that's the watering hole for the Sentinels. It's like, no, you would be mobbed every single night as professional football players. And my guess is you were probably hated for being on strike. Yeah, no kidding. Most common blue-collar people cannot cannot go, oh, yeah, you know what? They're making $5 million a year right now. They really do deserve $6 million. They do. Most I, people are pretty mad about that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Like, what are they doing just walking around town at this point? Yeah, exactly. Like, they should be pretty much shut-ins or at the picket line. Yes. You know? And, and that's... To have them walking in, I, like, I can understand it from, like, this replacement player mentality because maybe they a lot of people don't even really know who they are to a degree. But you can't tell me that those dudes just walk in. Every step that Martell would be taking towards that bar, towards uh, David Denman, uh, his character, every single step would have been riddled with another autograph he had to give. Like, he's just like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And that would have been it. There's just... Somehow, this is something I get hung up on. <laughs> when I watch this, this movie. This is the moment where you're like, wait a minute. There's no way. Uh, <laughs> you mean that, that they had four days to prepare to play an NFL game for people that have never played football in at least multiple years? And, and then they you're do. You're like, I believe that. And then they're, <laughs> and then they're upset because they they came close to winning. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, It's like you realize you're just here to fill fill a position. <laughs> but you're fine with that. It's just the actual players walking yeah. into a bar. Oh, yeah. That's where you're like, no, I don't yeah. buy it. This is where the movie magic just loses <laughs> it for me, guys. <laughs> you did say David Denman, though, our yeah. boy. I love first David movie. Denman. That, not his first movie. Not his first film. I read, I read first film. Oh, this. Well, I thought you meant this is the first film we've done. Oh, no, with his first yes. film appearance. Yeah. Yes. That, it was his first film, wasn't it? Yeah. He did a bunch of maybe TV before that. He was in the office a lot. Uh, but, yes. Uh, at this point, that kind of led up to uh, this point. Or, and uh, then... Yeah, and, and then, then Out Cold was it. the following year. I think he was Lance. Right, right. Yeah. Lance, get his pants. <laughs> God, not- I love chicks. <laughs> chicks love me, so it's all good. It's all good, man. <laughs> Let's hit the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast actor database. Obviously, this is Keanu. This is his seventh role now that we've done. Taking him onto the Mount Rushmore with Buscemi, Dukumin, and Candy. Uh, but you know who's next, Sean? This is kind of a question directly for you. Of all the actors in this movie. Who was in the most films we've done on this podcast? I feel like Art LaFleur is getting up there. Art's down. I think Art's like two or three. Faison's got two. Faison Loves got two. He was an elf. Yeah. Favreau was elf in PCU, so that's three. Art, Sorry, Art LaFleur was four. There's one person with five. And the reason I bring this up is because the notes specifically oh, say... I got it. Who is it? Keith David. Yes. And it's because the notes say gargoyles. <laughs> Gargoyles is listed as a Keith David appearance, and it says because Sean said so. Okay. So so you're going to have to take that up with Jared Layoff. He says that he's been in five. I'm okay. We've never talked about Gargoyles, but. I'm okay with uh, Keith David making his way. He's moving up. I'm okay with That's five. And in fact, whoever's at six right now, there are about four or five people at six. If any of them jump into seven, we're going to start having problems again. Yeah, yeah. we could be chiseling away a face on the, on the now <sighs> I don't newly like anointed Rushmore. Here's course. the thing. Here's the thing. If they get to seven, then they have to then they have to overtake at eight. I think for it to come down. Though. Oh wow! I think that's what has to happen because otherwise, then you're just playing too many games. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got to either dethrone or. or Get off. The We're time. already busy enough. All right. <laughs> we got too much going on. They're thinking about that. The, the one thing I do want to bring up, uh, you know, like I'm, this is definitely a sports movie. It's, it's meant for, 
I'd say more so than a comedy or a romance and a comedy. It's meant to be like, hey, if you like football, you're gonna love this movie. But but it just they don't take the time to make it realistic. Like the all the plays that happen are are very reminiscent of Mighty Ducks. Like the yeah. flying V doesn't work, guys. The flying V is like <laughs> one of the worst plays you could ever do. Yeah. But they're like this whole throwing the they, they, it was a specific play call to throw the ball at the guy's head. Yeah. Yeah. So that it would bounce up in the air so that the Japanese guy would get it and run it in for a touchdown. Let him through. <laughs> Let him through. I, I it's do like, like that is a terrible idea. No. <laughs> I do like how he catches it. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'd be too. But even that, and then that was the second game, then the third game, they have to do this thing where they 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 kick an onside kick. There's yeah. 55 seconds left. And any football fan knows that the clock, the minute that that play is done, the clock stops. Yeah. You don't have to call a timeout. The, the play stops so the offense can come on the field. Yeah. And he ran the ball for like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, we might have time for one more play and a kick. Just just take one <laughs> second to make it more realistic for you. Yeah. That's all. I'm, at. I'm not even like a giant football fan, but I know that. I think they, I know these things. I think they just... You'll, you'll notice you notice that they they cut back and forth <laughs> during the games. They give as much screen time to the the football players as they do the cheerleaders. Yeah, completely. And so it's it's like well, they probably won't care about the rules so much as long <laughs> as we show them the hot girls. And they and keep again, getting hotter as we move yeah, along. Again, like, like in these movies that we cover, especially these early two thousands bullshit things. Uh, every time there is like hot women dancing or whatever, like the cheerleaders are distracting them. They are just fucking stupefied <laughs> by pussy yeah. and boobs and butts. I don't get it. No. I'm a professional football player, so therefore all I care about is my Lamborghini and getting pissy. <laughs> pissy. <laughs> well, and, pissy and pussy. And yeah. the people in the stands, like the guys like, <laughs> Whoa, oh God. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? You paid. Woo! You paid money to be here. I've never, I've never even done that at a strip club, no. like where there are women like banging each other on the stage. I'm just like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you should be. <laughs> but these guys are watching a cheerleader from a hundred feet away. <laughs> feet away. It's like it's just like I can. It's like I imagine Mike with his BYOB just like of genuine draft. No, 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 like, no, no, no. You got it wrong. This is this is full. This is full penetration strip club. They're serving yeah. drinks. Oh, right? full penetration. <laughs> They're serving. They're serving. When drink. they have the panties on, that's when you can like eat food there and bring yeah. your own beer. I think that's when it's. I think still it's FDA been a long approved. time since I've been there, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That if somebody wants to know the rules, I think that's the I, I have I have seen graphic stuff like right in front of my face while I've been sitting in front of a stage. And I'm I've never been like, oh, oh. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. This guy's like this guy's like in the nosebleeds, can barely make it out, and he's just like, Oh my god, oh, I've never seen a woman before. Oh my god. Yeah. Steve, hold my dick for me. I'm too busy adjusting these binoculars. Oh, but, but you're right. They keep going back to those cheerleaders like every other it's, play. It reminds me of like basketball when it's just yes. like they do things. And it's just like that goes back to cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes the, <laughs> here comes the victim uh, the the victim girls. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> but you know they uh, they win the game here, they and uh, you know you get a you get a scene in these movies where the things are turned around for the good. Q taking care of business by Winnipeg-based rock band Bachman Turner Overdrive. 
They didn't have to pay much for that, apparently. Gotta have it. Oh, my God. Taking care of business. Well, scene four, let's check this out. So Eddie Martell has crossed the picket line and will be reactivated by the Sentinels for the final game of the season. McGinty is forced to let Falco go and start Martell against the best team in the league. Falco stands Annabelle up on a date because of his depression. I have two, I have two problems with this. So the owner is completely right to do this. Like, Martell is a, a significantly better quarterback than Falco is, right? Like, yeah. But also, if you recall... I don't know why I'm paying such fine, fine detail attention to this, but McGinty at the beginning says, okay, I'll do it. Well, first he flips a coin to decide if he wants to do it when he's been scouting players his entire right, for right. five years. He knows he wants <laughs> to do this. I haven't been planning to do this. Matter, didn't matter what that coin said. Yeah. He was going to do this. But he says, but I want total control over the starting line. And I want it in writing. And he wants it in writing. Yeah. yeah. So he obviously got it. So <laughs> McGinty does nothing to say. He pretends like he stands up for Falco here, yeah. but, but he wants to win the game. And he brings Martell in. On, like, he's trying to play both sides to be like, oh, I didn't want to bring in Martell, but he definitely did. He had full control. What am I supposed to do? I'm an NFL coach now. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. What sorry. am I supposed to do? I only got it in writing, in blood, <laughs> like that I get to have this full control. Yeah. What can I do? He already had an open wound. That, that's why there was blood on the ground. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, I see. That makes sense. Um, because he's kind of weird. He's it's old. He's, old. he's been dying for he's years. Got, he's got band-aids all yeah. over his arms. Uh, why, why do they have that? It's it, it, it is true. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I you're I'm I'm going to rescind on this little agreement we had, and you haven't really seen me for any valuable time of this movie, but now I'm the owner and I'm back. Hey. So here I am. My wife's got Botox. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely seems like a guy who's just like, if he's going to date somebody, they better have Botox. Yeah. It's like she's 20. He doesn't understand it, but he loves it. She's 22 years old. Get some Botox. It's like, <laughs> what, what are you talking? <laughs> Jesus, man. I, I, yeah, go I ahead. One detail that uh, I noticed in this movie that I was shocked by, like I was shocked by learning that the cheerleaders only make $50 an hour. Yep. Um, shocked by some of the call playing for Falco and, and like all, Play all of the thank you the yeah. call playing um, <laughs> <laughs> now and days <laughs> uh, but even shocked even shocked by like some of the uh, you know in, indiscretions of portraying football on film but okay. my most shocking thing is that they're all drinking fucking all sport. I love oh, that. What I forgot all fuck? about all sport. It is poison. I fucking loved all you sport, bro. You were giving bro. professional athletes. I did like all sport. I was an all, all sport. sport boy. They can't pay for Gatorade, bro. God. No. This all is sport. this is atrocious. You never all, remember sport all sport is the worst of all of the sports drinks. I disagree. Everyone knows that. Power the, Powerade's better than all sport. I want I want one of the old bottles of all sport. You know, it had like That's your prop? It, yeah. Um all right. Basically, no, but you know, uh, <laughs> but like I remember specifically like during like Little League, the highlight of Little League for me was being able to go get like a red all sport from the freaking concessions. I used to get <gasps> Snapples. Snapples. They let you have glass in that dugout. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Clearly Canadians and Snapples. Clearly Canadians. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So I didn't do any working out or playing sports, but I didn't want to have all sports. That's why you didn't participate in sports. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was afraid of it. You had to find out what their what their sports drink of choice. What kind of sports drinks do you guys have at this at this? Oh, league? you guys do Capri Suns? Okay. okay. We just ran out of power rates. So we're going to switch to all sport. Yeah, well... I'm not signing uh, up. Unfortunately, I can't be here. Yeah. Mm. What do you think about um, 
you know, because I want to talk about Annabelle Farrell, uh, played by um, Brooke Langton, who, by the way, is Nikki in Swingers. Yeah. She's the one that, like, actually kind of gets the date with John Favreau, but then he does the the voicemail saga of when he keeps leaving the voicemails on yeah. her machine. Like, I still can't watch that uh, scene. It's just... Reminds me too much of something that happened. We'll talk about it when we do swingers. But, All right. Uh, but why does this always happen? This whole, like, <laughs> I'm so depressed I didn't go on her date. Like, yeah. someone always gets stood up in a movie. And and in her own bar, nonetheless. <sighs> That's a new low. <laughs> it really is. It's like, I, I literally, like, just wanted to come, have somebody come in here and drink my booze. I don't want to watch the game. I want to watch the I will, game. I will shut down my bar early for you. I will kick out my regulars and not make money anymore. The two guys who don't even who don't even pay me anyways. Yeah. Um, I'll kick them out so I can have you come to my bar. Is she a very good business person? No. Doesn't seem well, she like she works there. She doesn't own the bar. I thought she owns the bar. I no. thought her like dad owned it or something. Her dad like, owns the bar? No, her, I think she I think it's implied she owns this bar. I thought she okay. she said it was like the person I work for. Uh, well, then 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 she's a terrible employee. Well, she's also a liar because there are far too few steps between her saying she doesn't date football players to her sitting alone in her bar with a lit candle about to cry because she stood up. Because she stood up by a football yeah. player. We're separated by maybe five sequences of scenes <laughs> yeah. before that happened. That was actually about three and a half weeks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think um, I, I feel like Shane Falco... He he doesn't I, I, he doesn't he doesn't really understand what life is supposed to be. No, I don't think he understands the concept of life. No, and um, because he's playing football underneath the water with himself, like he's fucking SpongeBob SquarePants, and then he's and then he 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 stands up some like uh, the most gorgeous mm-hmm. professional cheerleader who owns a bar. She's friends with strippers too. And she's friends with strippers. That means all your buddies. She seems ambitious, like to be like, yeah, tonight. So not only is she, she's also the best wingman for all of your friends. Yeah. Wow. Like you're such a sad sack of shit that you can't. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. You can't just go on the date and be like, yeah, I was fired today. Like you can't like talk about it with her. You have to blow her off. And like maybe you can even get some, even if you you just like express your feelings a little bit. Guaranteed. Yeah. It's a guarantee. There was it's going to be a she great candles. night for Shane Falco. You were yeah. you were going to make this the greatest night. You were gonna you were gonna do it on a bar. Oh. You were gonna do it on the bar. Oh. Come on, cool. not anymore. The not bar. Anymore. No, it'll be fine because then I'll cry and then I'll do another underwater football throwing <laughs> session and then I'll go and then I'll show up at halftime. And have enough time to warm up and, you know, get in the game. Yeah, it's because he probably didn't tell her that he was he was once a uh, quarterback before this, and then he became a cop mm-hmm. and <laughs> brought down this surfing gang yep. who was yeah. robbing banks all over California and then retired after he got his man yep. and then got a boat yep. and did yep. some boat stuff and was throwing shit boat underwater. Yep. And then all this happened. <laughs> Sean, I tried so hard. I spent about two hours trying to like realistically be like, no, this is what happened. And I like it, I couldn't do it because this is the moment Don't where let I, the comments get to you, man. No, no, no. No, Don't I, let them get- I wanted to. <laughs> no, I wanted I so bad to make something up for this one. But what I really wish would happen is they made this movie. They knew whoever wrote this and directed it has seen Point Break. Everyone's seen Point Break. Yeah. You went through enough trouble to make this guy a quarterback at Ohio State. 
In both yep. movies, he is. Yep. Why can we not just be like, hey, Jim Stencil? Yeah, you wrote Point Break, right? <laughs> yeah. I got an idea. I, I have a really good idea. Um, I want to make. I want to bring Johnny Utah back for like this other movie I have going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, and oh, like, like we'll a, throw you, we'll yeah. throw you like fifty grand for the naming rights or whatever. But no, like, I want it to be Johnny Utah, and I want it to be a sequel to Point Break, like a Point mm-hmm. Break two. Oh, you just, want Point Break two? I want Point Break two. Well, we're gonna have just Gene a Hacker spiritual in this one. Oh, well, that oh. sounds great. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a fun, stupid comedy. Mm. Eh. Maybe you better change the name. No, well. see, I just feel like that's so fun. Why couldn't it have just been Johnny Utah in the same year? Like it was the Rose Bowl, and then it was the whatever bowl, and then they were different years. The Sugar and, Bowl. Uh, I wanted it so bad. Yeah, it's what I love about fan theories. But just make it real once. <laughs> make it real. <laughs> once. Just make it real one okay, time. Okay, I just have this. Can't wait, just have it. Wait, Mike. You mean Ew. all your theories aren't based on Ew. fact and they aren't believed by you? What? <laughs> Have you guys ever envisioned <laughs> John Madden calling your sexing place? <laughs> yes. Uh, as, by the as way, you approach a woman. I this this is the moment that I I really wanted it to just like pan over to the corner of the bar, <laughs> and the, they're both so standing there like with their shirts <laughs> off, just like <laughs> yeah. You see, he's met with this kind yeah, of defense yeah. before. It just takes one big play. It takes a penetration. <laughs> He's going to have to penetrate right up the center. That is a tight end. Uh, <laughs> and Utah scores. Hey. Caught by the tight end going through the back. Oh. Oh. Well, let's hit Sex the final, final yeah. scene here, boys. In the final game of the season, Martell has trouble leading the team. Falco arrives at halftime, rallies the team to a comeback victory, advancing them to the playoffs. The replacement players had played their last game because the actual players had resolved their strike and would take over from there. Gary Galeer starts to play again. And uh, I like the thing that the other thing that like didn't need to be in this movie was Nigel's goons. Sean, yeah, thank at all. you. Thank you. Why did why do you think there was more in the script that would have helped us out here? Maybe, but they they didn't even speak Welsh either. And, and were, it's implied that he lives in Wales, right? That's what I thought. Like he owns a bar in Wales. In Wales. Yeah. That's what I thought. So why why would they have some sort of gambling stake with him in Wales? I don't. And and why and how does he know when he's on the field? He looks at them and he knows that he has to mi- miss the kick. What? What yeah. if they bet the over and they want him to make the kick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like, know. Yeah, but he goes, they, "Oh no, they want me to they miss." They did it. watch him <laughs> kick a sixty-six-yard field goal, right? They, they're yeah. probably like, "Dude, let's bet the He's over." He's fucking on this. good. Yeah. Hey, like, no, 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 kick it! Ah, oh, we, dude, we wanted you to kick it. He's sitting there like all he sees is like, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the goon sign language, right? That and means, like. And then in reality, even it's David like, Denman knows what that means. Yeah, yeah. Even, even then, like uh, muttering under their breath, they're just like, "Better make this fucking." Game. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, let's see, he's one, like, oh two, no, I have to miss three, no, oh, don't four, miss. four punches with the right hand and the left hand. That yeah. means miss this field goal. Oh man! Uh, and then, but then I, I'm thinking about it too. Like, wouldn't he still? Okay, so clearly they're implying that he's made a, a that he owes a debt to these gamblers, that they will they will forgive him if they win their bet, which is being implied that they've bet the under. Yeah. But then Falco goes and scores a touchdown, which is more points than a field goal. <laughs> so isn't he still gonna lose like yeah, aren't they still gonna be losing their bet and coming after him? True. 
I mean, so they yeah. bet that he would miss a field goal. I think they're in order I don't to think, have that take place. He would have to have done. Listen, it, you know, right? we love DraftKings Sportsbook. We right. know that I'm sitting here every day going like this on my phone. I think in the old days was like, you know, I can bet that he's going to make her miss this kick now. Yeah. But I bet in the old days it was like points spread over under that kind of stuff. Like, you I don't to, think you're betting that in the fourth quarter he will make a 40 plus yard field goal. Yeah. You had you know, to go into the back of some oyster bar meat and meat deli meat. Yeah. It was, it was a combo meat deli laundry. Italians get it. Yeah. Dad. Yeah that you go into and there's a lot of chalkboards up yep. where they're writing your bet down yes. <laughs> and then they circle it. And that was how you made bets yes. before DraftKings. Yes. <laughs> so like, thank God that we've moved on. But once you put that, that bet down on in chalk, might as well be in blood guys yeah. because it ain't getting erased until they get their money. I mean, I know when I use code confuse at checkout that <laughs> especially uh, for new users. For, especially oh my for new God. users that uh I always look at the past record of whoever I'm betting on or against. Yeah. yeah. And so they didn't. Yep. Didn't <laughs> have that. That's what I say. But anyway, so what I'm implying is that uh, Nigel is still going to get his ass beat after this game yeah. and lose his bar. Yeah. Um, FYI, do you guys remember when Shane Falco showed up at halftime and, <laughs> and the Bud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? Because that's <laughs> exactly what happened here. I do. <laughs> Damn it, I don't like it. I just... <laughs> This is just, uh, and then and then the game's over, and like I I'm more interested in two things watching this movie. I want to know more about McGinty's, like what he's been doing for the last decade, preparing for this moment and scouting people illegally. But yep. then I also want to know what happens to everybody after this because, like Shane Falco's not good. He doesn't really do that much in these couple games. Like he's not going, he's not going to get a a pro tryout or an offer to play football. So he's done. But, like, are any of these other guys going to get a shot? Like, Nigel, Nigel's probably going to play in the NFL, N- Nigel right? Could, I would. It, I would. He is the most, like, likely. Yeah. You know? I mean, and honestly, even some of that offensive line yeah. would, would make sense, think? too. But I understand why some of the specialty, like, or special um, position guys might not be, or uh, what, what do you call it, skill position yeah. players. I understand why they might not, right? It takes like a crazy elite status, like potential, like everything to be in the NFL playing those kinds of of positions. Offensive line is very much the same thing, but a lot of it has to do with size and understanding of of that position. Those guys are doing pretty dang good job. Yeah. Like, I got to be honest, though. I'd rather watch these nobody, nothings play football than these the the professional players yeah like I'd like that's like I think kind of why I like college anyways there's more at stake there's more at stake for these guys this is this is their it's a, it's a second chance movie you know mm-hmm. they're just they're just regular Joes playing in the NFL they really want to win yeah. in the NFL I like seeing that more than I do just like yeah I don't know if I win if I lose this game I'm still gonna get paid just as much as I did if mm-hmm. I won it and that's all they're fucking thinking about yeah <laughs> and and you know what I think it's why I just maybe it's why I just don't watch a lot of sports regardless anymore is because no matter what happens, I will always end up rooting for whoever starts looking like the underdog of that game. Correct. I just always do that. I like, Oh man, fucking love Colorado avalanche. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. They've been so bad for so long. I just hope they get a little bit of luck. And And now they're like, and they're like doing it now. And and you're like, (laughs) And they're beating a team like four to one, five to one, and you're like, 
I kind of want this other team to kind of <laughs> make a run for it. It's like I have, I, I, I don't, yeah, I just want to see the underdog. Yeah. Nope. And so, like, that's all I care about. And I, I agree with you 100%, Sean. Like, I would love to watch these guys because they would almost be like a shoe in for the underdog every single time. Exactly. So it'd just be fun to me. Every Joe's versus like the pros. Yeah. You know, Globo Jim. Yeah. Exactly. Dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're better than you. And we know it. <laughs> we know it. Uh, he, he gets doused with all sport at the end. I'm surprised it didn't melt. That's all I have to say. <laughs> doused with all sport. I wasn't able to put a theory together on how um, Johnny Utah was the same as Shane Falco. I just couldn't do it. But there is some thought here. Maybe. Let's take point break out of this. That that this is actually Neo. That Shane Falco is Neo. Right. <laughs> And I want to I want to throw this at you. There's it was one, less of a stretch. To yes, do this. yes, I, it was less of a stretch because I want to throw this. This is you know how there were multiple versions of the Matrix. Yes. You know, like they would keep resetting it and then they'd implant a new idea into your brain while you're in your little goo pod. So the thought is, is that this was the version before the one he was Thomas Anderson. Okay. So he was Shane okay. Falgo. He was the quarterback. And the reason that you would think that this is part of the Matrix is. They were planning little things in there just to let you know that that yeah they're this is our, our we're computers and we're thinking this up, the Washington Sentinels. Oh, and also if you look at the logo of the Washington <laughs> Sentinels, it looks like an actual Sentinel from the Matrix. It's okay. a football with like tails. Oh no! I'm just throwing it out there that maybe this was the version before we actually get into the one in the Matrix where he is Thomas Anderson. He was unplugged. They're like, that doesn't work. None of this makes sense. This game is stupid. Let's plug another version in. Oh, okay, cool. I think we figured it out. I like it, man. What do you think about that? I That's, really like it. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. And I I want that. Cool. Biocondios. Biocondios. Well, do you want to do uh you want to do some props first? Ooh. Yeah. Here's a prop. What do you want? Half of me wants the the, tr- the football trophy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to take uh, this. Is going to be this like this upcoming summer for me is going to really be my year, like my summer where I'm really just going to get out and like just express myself. So I'm thinking about wearing that black netted T-shirt the that Nigel Orlando had? Jones. Oh, Orlando Jones wore yeah, in yeah. the in the uh, interview. Yeah, it's just like really thin, like like a net. It looks like a basketball net. I think I'm going to wear that around this summer. Okay. So that's my prop. I like that. I like that. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting to picture that. (laughs) But then you can have the football. It's almost like I can't picture it. They're little footballs. (laughs) (laughs) They're little footballs. Uh, Yeah, I'll take the trophy. I'll take the chair. Good, because I think it looked really good. It would really look really good. But I want it to be like crusty and like it's been underwater for a while. Yeah, it's got a little barnacle on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want... um, I I I want uh, no I want I want the the stuff out I just want all the stuff out out of the back of Shane Falco's truck <laughs> the weight belts <laughs> yeah just the the, the netting yeah. the buoy yeah. wait I changed it I changed mine I want to kill Tiger King man and take his hat and like have it as a trophy. you want to kill him we we just punch but you want to kill him yeah no he's dead oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I want to like have it as a trophy with I blood punched. on it up here don't worry for dead. your bachelor party we're gonna make you wear that hat okay. I can't wait it's called it says birthday bitch on it it's birthday like, bitch <laughs> yes it's not even my birthday it's not, it's not his birthday it's his bachelor party 
Well, boys, we have stripped away the nostalgia on the replacements. We've looked at it with a modern eye. We got to give it a modern day rating. We got to go to Sean to start this off. What do you think, man? You were pretty low on this nostalgically. So, how are you feeling now? Um, we didn't mention that uh, this being shot by Tak Fujimoto, um, legendary cinematographer. This movie looks really good, in my opinion. I think uh, you know, there's not much. We we didn't do shot of the movie. My my Ooh. shot of the movie towards the end before they go out into the field for the last time. Gene Hackman as McGinty is like uh, against yep. this wall, and there's just the white light blinding him. Love that shot. I think this movie looks really, really good. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think it's fun. I think it's just a fine movie. Keanu Reeves is good in it. I like the cast a lot. Uh, don't really like the soundtrack. It is a fucking th- a throwback to 2000. Just reminds me of it. But um, this is one of those movies where it's uh, it's fine. It's uh, just 6.1. 6.1 for Sean. AJ, what about you? Shot of the movie first? Shot of the, shot of the movie actually for me is uh, is any time on Keanu Reeves' boat, on, on the boat. I like that. I just like the, I like the boat vibes. Um, for some reason that is, I feel like, I feel like everyone should have their own little getaway no matter where you're at in life. And if you have like a little boat house thingy like that, that's where you just get to hang out on your little boat. That's, I think that's awesome. And it's a, uh, it's a cool vibe. This kind of cold coast almost um uh but yeah that's my those are my shots of the movie my shot of the movie uh other than that um i actually i really enjoy watching this movie i think it is it's like you said sean it's a it's a fine fun movie i think the cast is a lot of fun i think um i i I know as much as it's it it could be taken the wrong way i i think it should be taken in the right way that they kind of do as much um, especially in that like final game, you know, they're showing the cheerleaders as much as the, as much as the football players and stuff. They're all replacements. They're all in the same team. I think that's kind of a cool idea. Um, and yeah, I mean, Gene Hackman is, is perfect in the role, I think. And, and this is another thing I really want to say, cause I know I've said it before. Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, has caught some flack, I think from us every now and again, you know, kind of phoning in, uh, roles and things like that. I think this is actually a great performance from Keanu Reeves. I really, really do like this role from him. I, I think he plays it very well. I think it's, I think it's perfectly cast actually to be a Keanu Reeves movie. Um, so that all being said, it's just a fine, fun movie guys. And it's, it is fun because you can just not think about it. I am not a football person. Maybe that's why I like it more than most. You know, I'm not a I'm not a pro football person. I agree with you. I think this is a, a, a preferable football or even sport movie for me. Yeah. Like I would go to this before I would go to Remember the Titans. Probably it's an every man's, every woman's, just kind of sports movie, football movie. So that being said, I, I'm going to lock this one down as a six point four. Nice. Here's here's my problem in, with this whole shot of the movie. First, I want the freeze frame of the guy going Whoa! like right <laughs> as, right as he can, as he comes as he splooches. Yeah, yeah, just from looking at a cheerleader, that's the shot yeah. I want. Yeah, uh, but my here's the problem. I've been watching too many really really good sports miniseries documentaries. Like I'm watching one right now called Six Nations about rugby, national rugby, and oh. like. These documentary, the footage they get of actual games looks so much better than staged acting like a game is happening. 
Like I, I, I get really taken out in movies like this where they're trying to be like, yeah, look, there's a game happening, but you like know that it's not really a game, that that, that it's all staged and it feels like they're not playing. So sometimes yeah. these movies really take take it out of me. I'd rather watch a, a dumb kids version of a of a. We're, we're a ragtag group of people. We're gonna come together. We're gonna win in the end. Yeah, little, little giants. You want to watch Mighty Ducks? Yeah, Rick like Moranis. Everything. Yeah, I, I want that. I don't want an adult version of that. Yeah, like I, I I don't I don't want it. You have to pick either really funny and dumb like Caddyshack or like. Friday Night Lights, like Siri, Rudy, like be very serious, and I, you can't just meet in the middle for me. So, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't very much enjoy this. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a straight up five, guys. So wow. that is a five point eight three as a group. Modern day ratings, fellas. Five point eight three is pretty low. That's gonna be in the bottom twenty. That's gonna tie with Kindergarten Cop and Running Man. Is how we feel about this movie. Running Man should wow. be way higher. Than I'm that. just <laughs> locked in with some Arnold greats. I'm yeah. just saying, I, I Running it, Man it, should it, be higher. It should be. Do you want to know, know who gave Running Man what up on this year? Yeah, uh, I, I liked it a lot. Let's see what Running Man has to say. I feel like who, Mike is who pulled this down. You think so? I think so. I'm going to tell you right now, Running Man. <laughs> you ready? It's our first or second. I've never. Hey, seen. Well, listen to this, guys. AJ. I gave Running Man a six. Sean gave it a six. AJ gave it a five point five. Oh wow! Wha- so this is your fault, bro. That was my movie. I'm an idiot. Yeah, well, I'm an idiot. That should be at least a seven. Well, mm-hmm. too bad it's locked in stone, and we're so glad you came and listened to this episode with yeah, us to yeah. complete our Mount Rushmore. Hell Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. We will be live Woo! in Cedar Rapids reviewing oh, Air dang. Force One, and we're following that up with. A movie that did not get put in jail. It was found not guilty. It is Surf Ninjas, my friends. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're starting to roll through some of our on-trial movies. So Surf Ninjas is up next. If you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Clue was a very, very fun episode. A little trick ending there for you. That was some... Some oh, pretty man. good stuff from you guys. Go check you know? it out. You get a little treat. You get a little treat. Pulled a fast one on you guys. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, if you're listening to this show, we super appreciate it. There's another big thing, though, that you can do. If you're listening to this show, click the subscribe button. Click click, click that, that follow <laughs> button. All right? Because like most people who listen to the show, they might not even actually be subscribed on that platform, right? So for Apple Podcasts or for uh, Spotify, make sure you subscribe to it, guys. Leave us a five-star review. We also really love hanging out with you on YouTube, so check it out on YouTube. We are going to be live next week doing Air Force One, so make sure you check that out on YouTube. And uh, by the way, social media, at Confused Breakfast. Just search for Confused Breakfast anywhere on the social media What's up, guys? Go to confusedbreakfast.com as well to see our merch and get some merch from us. Get some shirts. You can get some koozies from Not Your Father's Beer shirts on Instagram. Um, you can get some of your own nickel plated footballs with your names on it. Nice. Um, go to confusedbreakfast.com as well to see the ratings of the movies that we have covered on the show. You can see AJ's ratings. You can see my's, my's ratings and Mike's ratings. And Shikes. And then you can see the show's ratings overall. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, I just want to thank uh, the art of Dan Kelly for yeah. making this for us. It's fucking incredible. He also made some other art stuff for us. Look at me. Look it at is me. Incredible. This um, is everything. Go follow the art of Dan Kelly on Instagram to see his work. Uh, thank you for the note, man. We are not worthy. <laughs> I will be getting an entire set of this for my basement. Thank you. 
And of course, make sure to support our sponsors today. Support us directly, patreon.com slash confused breakfast. We are produced by the Upload Media Group. We got Mr. Logner on the controls today. Learn more at Upload Media Group. Mr. Logner? Upload Media Group. When's class over, Mr. Logner? <laughs> and we are on the Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Learn more at cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Goodbye. Bye. Pain don't hurt. <laughs>